0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com/slash style. Welcome to the Sleep Pod, the podcast where the stories are occasionally high concept, but always low stakes. My name is James, and I am here to make up a boring, rambling, and mildly amusing story to help set you up for a long and restful night's sleep. This episode's story is the second of a two-part story that accidentally happened because I spent too long describing alleyways and footpaths in last week's story. If you've not listened to the previous episode, or you fell asleep before the end, don't worry, because nothing important happened. The word of inspiration for this episode's story hasn't been provided by an external entity, but has clearly been selected by me because it fits together with the previous one, which, if I'm being honest, I didn't really get around to using. And so, this episode's word is... Lyrics. So, get yourself comfortable. Finish the nighttime beverage that you have made for yourself. Stop looking at that bit on your ceiling that you keep forgetting you need to paint. And I'll begin with this episode's story. Lyrics. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Clinky Bobbins had gone for a walk after his shift in the kaleidoscope factory. After walking down a road and a couple of long footpaths, he found himself in a park that he didn't know existed. He was stood in the park on some grass, near the entrance, and was just looking around in awe at everything. Suddenly, the woman who was stood in front of him, gave him a look of confusion. Oh, said Clinky. I'm very, very sorry. I appear to have forgotten everything that you just said. Could you reintroduce yourself and say it again? The woman looked slightly confused, but not so confused as to indicate that this kind of thing hadn't happened before. She smiled and said, of course, this kind of thing happens all of the time. My name is Gina. And I'm a tour guide for the park. Ah, yes, that's right, said Clinky. Yes, said Gina. You told me that you were searching for inspiration for a song because you wanted to write a song. That's right, isn't it? Slinky nodded enthusiastically. Yes, he said, I've got a notebook filled with a few observations that I made on my journey here, but I still need to make a few more observations, and hopefully I will be able to use those observations and turn them into inspiration for a song. Well, said Gina, we were just going to go and have a look around, and I was going to show you everything. Yes, yeah, said Clinky, that's right. So, said Gina, shall we start walking now? What do you need? Anything else recapped? Clinky thought for a moment. He closed his eyes tight so he wouldn't get distracted by all of the wonderful scenery that was all around him. Eventually, he opened up his eyes and said, No thank you, Gina. I don't need any more information. Let's get going, and you can show me everything this wonderful park has to offer. Gina smiled, and they began walking. First they walked across the grass that was very green. It wasn't too dry it wasn't wet, either really, just slightly moist enough to leave a little bit of water on the shoes of both Clinky and Gina. The ground was very flat, and Klinky thought that it would be an excellent surface for playing any number of outside ball games. During the walk, Gina kept quiet and allowed Clinky to look over everything. Gina had been doing this job for a while and knew it would be best just to let the visitor take in all of the sights and sounds during this first part of the tour. As they walked, Clinky looked around and tried to see if he could spot anything interesting that the park may have on offer. In the distance he could see a lot of trees. And throughout the park there was Also, even more trees sporadically placed around giving shade. There were also bushes, bits of fence, some wooden shacks, and also some playground equipment. But the nice wooden Type of playground equipment that was usually reserved for more premium style playgrounds. Eventually they made it onto a gravel pathway. Gina stopped walking and turned to Clinky. And then said to him, well, should we go left or right? Clinky stood there and looked from his left to his right. Hmm, he said, well, I don't know where anything is, so... I'm not sure how to answer that question. Gina laughed, and said, I know. That's why I asked it. Things may be a mystery, but at least you have a little bit of control on the whole situation. Ah, said Clinky. I understand. In that case, let's go right. They both turned 90 degrees to their right and began walking along the footpath, their shoes crunching on the gravel that lay underfoot. As with most places in the park, up ahead all that Clinky could really see was more grass, trees, bushes, and vague hints of buildings somewhere. But may or may not be part of the park, he wasn't sure. He considered asking Gina, but then thought it would be best to wait. He enjoyed the mystery of the whole experience. Clinky and Gina walked for around ten minutes and after following the path they came to a quite large pond. Oh, said Clinky. I didn't see this because it was Surrounded by bushes and things. Yes, said Gina. You like to keep everything separate. And hide things so there's more surprise when you discover it. Cool, said Clinky. Do you mind if I ask a question? He said. Gina turned to him and nodded. Of course I don't mind, said Gina. Ask away. Ah, thank you, said Clinky. Well, my question is this. He turned to the body of water and pointed at it. Would you mind telling me Is this a pond, a pool, or a lake? Hmm, said Gina. We call it the lake, but I suppose it's quite small for a lake. Either is appropriate, but on all official documentation, it is a lake. Great Said Clinky. Thank you. That's all right, said Gina. Let's move a little bit closer to it. And so they did. On the bank of the lake, there was a bench. Gina walked over to it. Followed by Clinky, and they both sat down. So, said Gina, as I said, this is the lake. It doesn't have a name, it's just the lake. Oh, said Clinky, that's a shame. I feel like it really should have a name. Maybe, said Gina. Maybe we should run a competition and have people submit entries for potential names, and then we pick out the best one. Yes, said Clinky. That's always a good way to get ideas for names for things. Gina nodded. Well, she said, in this lake we have many different fish. There's also some birds. She pointed to an area on the far side of the lake It was quite reedy. Over there we have... A wide variety of waterfowl. Great, said Clinky. I'm a big fan of both ducks and swans. Hey, said Gina, me too. They're great. And they both laughed because they both really enjoyed finding people who enjoyed the same types of birds as them. What types of fish do you have? inquired Klinky. Hmm, said Gina. I'm not too sure. I could guess, but... My answer would just be a guess. If you remind me later, I will be sure to find a pamphlet that lists all of the types of fish that we have in the lake. Great, said Clinky. I do like pamphlets. Me too, said Gina. They sat and stared at the body of water for a while. There was a gentle breeze blowing ripples across the surface, making the sunlight dance across it. It was very peaceful. After what Gina decided was an appropriate length of time, she turned to Clinky and said, So, is this environment providing any inspiration for your songwriting? Hmm, I'm not sure, he said. I've never really written a song before, so I don't really know what I'm doing. Don't get me wrong, I really like this place, but I don't think that this is really doing anything for me. That's fine, said Gina. Would you like to carry on with your tour, or do you want to stay here for a little bit longer? Clinky thought for a moment. And then said, I would like to stay for maybe six more minutes, and then we shall carry on. Okay, said Gina. Six minutes is fine. I'll start counting in my head, and tell you when six minutes has elapsed. Thank you, said Clinky, and he turned and continued staring at the lake. Six minutes later, Gina cleared her throat and said, Well, now's the time to carry on, and she stood up. Clinky blinked, and then also stood up. Wow, he said. I was really enjoying looking at the lake. I think I forgot to blink for quite a while. Yes, said Gina. I did notice, but didn't want to say anything. Thank you, said Clinky. And they carried on walking. The footpath led around one side of the lake, and then turned into a wooded area. The footpath got narrower and became much more windy as it weaved its way in between. All of the trees and bushes that occupied this particular part of the park. Because the footpath got quite narrow, Gina walked in front of Clinky, but she did keep on turning around to make sure that he was still behind her and that he hadn't got lost. After weaving their way in between a number of trees, they arrived in a small clearing. The clearing had a number of quite large stones, that after slightly closer inspection, Clinky decided were probably categorized as boulders. Gina walked over to the closest boulder, climbed up it, and perched on its apex. Wow, said Clinky. Although that boulder is only a couple of meters or seven foot, ish, off the ground. You did a very good job at climbing it. Thank you, said Gina. I've had a lot of practice. She pointed to a different boulder that was positioned next to the boulder that Gina was sat on. That one has got some slightly easier points to scale it up on. You don't have to climb it, but I would recommend it. But it's up to you. But don't feel pressured. Clinky took a few steps towards the boulder. Leaves and twigs crunched and broke under his feet. He looked at the boulder, and looked at where the footholes were and the hand holes, nodded to himself, then quickly scaled the boulder, until he was sat on the top of it. He looked around. Wow, he said. All I can see is the trees. He looked above him. There was a small circle of sky, still visible above the clearing. It was a very nice spot. I like it here, said Clinky. Sure, this seat is not as comfortable as the bench by the lake, but I much prefer the view. I thought you would, said Gina. So, I'm going to be quiet for a bit, and I'll let you just have a look around. Hopefully, something here will spark inspiration. Thank you, said Clinky. He felt a lot more optimistic about this particular location. He had never really felt that water was that much of a creativity inspiring medium. Woods, on the other hand, felt like the natural birthplace of creativity for him. He wasn't sure why, and decided not to question it too much. He closed his eyes and took in a deep breath. He could smell the woods, trees and the vegetation He opened his eyes, and then began looking around. After a few minutes, he pulled out his notebook and pen from his jacket pocket, and began making some notes. Firstly, he wrote, Boulders, how did they get there? followed by a number of question marks. He wasn't sure how he could use that in a song, but thought he'd write it down anyway. He then had another look around, and then smirked to himself. He started writing. I can't see the lake for the trees. He wasn't really sure how that could be used in a song either, but he decided that it could be something to do a fun twist on an established idiom. He put the notebook and pen down again, as he continued looking. He had already smelt some things, and looked at some things, and even noticed something that he couldn't look at from his current position. Ah, he thought, I know, I need to listen to things next. So he closed his eyes really, really tight and began listening. The first thing he heard was the sound of the wind rustling through the leaves. In the distance, he could hear all sorts of bird song, chirps coming from almost every direction. Thirdly, he heard something else. There was a crunching noise. And then another crunching noise. And then another crunching noise. Klinky's brow furrowed. Hmm, he thought. Whatever that noise is, it is getting closer. He cautiously opened up one eye and began looking around, scanning his surroundings for the source of the noise. After a minute, the crunch 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 noise getting louder and closer, and nearer. Eventually, he saw the source of the sound. There was a woman walking through the woods. She had a briefcase, and appeared to be very much deep in thought. Eventually, when she was quite close to the boulders, she turned and saw Clinky and Gina sat there. Oh, said the woman, I'm sorry, I hope I didn't disturb you. Klinky smiled. No, he said. It's fine. Oh, good, said the woman. I'm sorry I didn't spot you earlier. I was very much deep in thought, she said. Oh, said Clinky. Well, I'm sorry for disturbing you by being here, he said, and laughed. And then Gina laughed. And then the woman laughed. I'm wondering, said Clinky, what are you doing that has got you so deep in thought? And also, what is your name? Ah, said the woman. Well, my name is Anita Runnymede, and I am here searching for inspiration, for some music. Well, said Clinky, me too. Clinky turned to Gina, who smiled and pulled out her mobile phone so she could check up on things whilst Clinky and Anita talked. Once Clinky's feet were firmly back on the ground, he turned to Anita, held out his hand, and said, my name is Clinky Bobbins. And I too came to this park to find inspiration for a song. Well, said Anita, I do like these kind of coincidences. Me too, said Clinky. What type of song? Are you going to write? She inquired. Well, said Clinky, I don't know. I've never really written a song before. Ah, said Anita. What about you? He inquired. Well, said. Anita, I am the lead singer for a band of accountants who make accountancy-themed songs. None of them are parodies, they're all original songs. Cool, said Clinky. I would like to hear some of the titles of these songs. Gosh, said Anita, hopefully I'll be able to remember them all. It's okay, said Clinky. I don't need to hear all of the song titles, just a couple to get the gist of what you do musically. Oh good, said Anita because there's no way that I could remember all of the songs because we have quite an extensive back catalogue now. Some of our most popular songs are... File an invoice for my love which is a ballad. There's a... Uh do the math, and work it out. Which is one of those really cool party songs that has got a lot of complicated dance moves. It's very fun to do live. Because I have to sing out all of the instructions for the crowd to do so they can join in on the dance. And there is also. You're also calculating. Which is a bit more of a moody number. But it's still a crowd favourite. Wow, said Clinky. Where do you usually play? Sedonator. Usually our calendars are booked up with performances at accountancy conferences. And as you know, I'm sure, the biggest season for accountancy conferences is April to November. so we're quite busy most of the year. Wow, said Clinky. that is very, very cool. So, said Anita, have you found anything that is going to inspire you for writing some songs? Sort of, said Klinky. I've got some vague ideas. But I'm still not 100% sure on how to implement them into a song. Well, said Anita, what I usually do is think of something that is vaguely linked to accountancy, and then work my way from there. I know that's not exactly a useful thing for you, but that's how I do it. Hmm, said Clinky. He stopped and thought for a while. And then he turned to both Anita and Gina, and said, I think I understand what I need to do. Oh, said Anita. Really, said Gina, as she jumped off the rock and walked over to them. Yes, said Clinky, I think I've been spending far too long walking around trying to actively seek out inspiration. When in fact the real inspiration can only happen once I actually try to do the thing. And I'm never going to do the thing if I keep getting stuck in this planning stage. Yes, said Anita. Getting stuck in the planning stages of a project can be very annoying. And that is true in both music and accountancy. Yes, said Gina. That is also relevant in the realm of park tour guidery. I'm sure if we just got on with things, that lake would probably have a name by now. And they all laughed. Well, said Clinky. I know exactly what I need to do now. I'm sorry I'm going to leave so abruptly, but I probably will be back to this park again in the future, and so I hope to see you both again." Great, said Gina. Cool, said Anita. Clinky. Thank you and goodbye. He turned and started running. He was so excited to finally begin writing a song for the very first time. He ran out of the woods along the lake down the path that ran through the park, across the grass, back to the entrance that he had come through, down one footpath that was very bendy, another footpath that was very straight and long, and then on the footpath that ran alongside the road. He ran, and he ran, and he ran, until eventually, he got to his home. He went straight in, and instantly started playing all of his instruments making notes, recording things, and listening back. Until eventually, he had wrote his first song. He listened back, and it sounded awful, but he was happy. Because after all, it was the first song he had ever wrote and was expecting it to be bad. But he knew his next one would be much better. That's the end of this episode's story. As always, thank you very much for listening. If you're interested, you can find the links to all of our social media accounts in the episode's show notes. And if you're not already following, or subscribed, or whatever, feel free to do so. Until next time, good night, and sleep well.